Krabby, Snubble, Vino, Nat, Minky, Chansey, and Zubat, Slowking, Ditto, Butterfree, Lukia, and Caterpie, Oddish, Poliwag, Goldeen, Elekid, and Nidoqueen, Victory Bell, and Magneton, everybody, Pokemon, welcome to me talking weird out to you, the only podcast that wants to talk to everyone in the whole single wide world about the great and beautiful <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> he is beautiful. Uh, I'm your host, Dakota Rimmer. Uh, here for like sort of an emergency episode, if you're listening to this and you're a regular subscriber and fan, thank you, first of all, uh, you know that we just recently did an episode, so there's a very good reason for this, and we'll get into it in a hot second. But first, let me introduce my loyal, tried and true, through thick and thin, in bad weather and everything else, co-host, his name goes Garrett Hale. Hey! That's right, I'm joined by my good co-host, Garrett Hale Boy 2, the Golden Army. <laughs> I, I realized I was making, <laughs> I was using, I was using your last name for too many uh, song parody puns, and I was like, let's go back to just hell, and uh, that one was a quick one, and I like it a lot. Why the sequel? Because the first one was just called Hellboy, right? Yeah, but I didn't, <laughs> I guess we're just going to skip the uh, <laughs> the origin story, that's okay. Well, if I just said Garrett Hellboy, they'd been like, "Hmm, what's the, what is that? What's that all about?" I figured the more com- <laughs> the more complicated, the better. <laughs> Garrett Hellboy brought to you by Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I could talk about that for a while. <laughs> uh, why are we here, Garrett? Why are we doing this episode when we just released an episode? Actually, the, our latest episode released this morning. So why are we making another one so quick? Dakota, we got some giant. Um, take your shirt off. Actually, leave your shirt on at the beach. Actually, it's it's it is. Leave your shirt off. Leave your shirt on if you're so large. News and take your shirt off if you're good looking enough. News because this news is good looking and it's large at the same time. It's huge. It's everything. Good grief! That was convoluted, but. I was very very sorry. I was gonna leave out like personal stories and anecdotes and stuff because I want this to be a nice quick episode. I know we got people that will come here looking for information about this track list, and I'd like to call us a couple of experts. Now we know people that are better than us when it comes to Weird Al trivia, but um, I was just like, let's just do a quick episode and all this, and I'm gonna try to not divert too much. But you had to say take your shirt off, and so I have to tell you this this <laughs> real quick thing that happened to me literally two or three hours ago. I, had, I needed to leave work early today uh, because Carol's having car problems and mechanic, blah, 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 blah. So you can understand. I've, a customer, and I, I don't sell to customers. I don't help customers. I'm the warehouse manager. I pull the orders. I dispatch the installers, and they go do their thing. Not to get into my job too much, but a customer pulls up. They absolutely need my help loading like six or seven desks, several file cabinets, a bunch of chairs, all onto the back of a flatbed trailer. And I'm like, good grief. They pulled up 30 minutes till I was supposed to leave too. So I didn't leave until an hour late. And so if I sound flustered, it's because not not a lot has gone my way today. <laughs> anyway, it starts to rain. And right now, you, you can speak, and speaking of hell, you can speak to this. Um, there was hailstorm warnings uh, in Nashville today. Yeah, those, those storms hit out um, in Lewisburg too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, and I heard hell warnings on my, I heard hell warnings on the radio, and I was like, well, that must mean Garrett's going to call me. You like that? <laughs> That's two for the price of one today, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so as soon, we're loading wood furniture onto the back of an open flatbed trailer, and as soon as the first raindrop comes down, this country bumpkin mofo takes his shirt off. I was like, what? What is going on? I guess he didn't want his shirt to get wet, but he's just wearing a t-shirt. So now I'm loading furniture with a shirtless redneck. 100% shirtless. Like nipples. Unbelievable. So it is pretty crazy. Also, he called the sales lady that was helping him uh, place this big order. He called her sugar tits at one point. You you (laughs) took your shirt off too in solidarity, right? I had to. Right. You know how I am. You know my rule. Exactly. We are all brothers in this thing called life. And if one person's (laughs) going to go shirtless... Then the rest of us are going to go shirtless. You know it, baby. Uh, anyway, so you had to say that, and then now now look where we are. We're five minutes in, and we haven't even got to our point. Uh, so the big news, the big take your shirt off or leave it on at the beach news, whatever you said, is that we got the track listing for Medium Rarities, the 15th album included in the Weird Al Squeeze Box career-spanning box set. And as soon as it dropped, several people hit me up through like messaging and stuff, through my Twitter, which I'm bringing up now. 
or not my Twitter, the actual uh, show Twitter, the Me Talking Weird Out to You Twitter. Okay. Uh, our good friend Ryan Horn. Now, I didn't know if he was actually still listening, and I appreciate it. He said, he actually told me when he when it came out that he's listening to today's episode, and I appreciate that. I hope you, I hope you like it, Ryan. Uh, he's been with us for a very long time. He was actually on the show one time to tell us about the VIP experience of the Mandatory Tour. It's a very old episode. That might be in the first 20, so go check that out. Um, he tweeted at us immediately and said, track list for medium rarities is up, do a new episode. I told him, we are doing that thing. And I actually let him know when about an hour ago that we were about to do this. Um, and I asked him what his thoughts on it were. And he said he's he's happy that... He said he's okay with it. He's excited for a new happy birthday and wish it had the Conan song on it. But he likes that it it spans his whole career. And I'm glad that he took you know a positive spin on it. Because we're going to get into the checklist here in a minute. Uh, and also talk about the squeeze box purchase that we made. And then, of course, our good friend, old Ben. Old Mush. Mush Kebab in uh, the land down under. Said, uh, what do you guys think about this uh, medium rarities truck list? What do you think about that? That was a great impression. Thanks. Was, I thought he was in the the studio with us. <laughs> See, I go into those kind of impressions warily because I'm like, he's going to listen. <laughs> right. It's not like he's not going to hear that. Sorry, Ben. Anyway, so. Uh, this, is a par- this is a parody podcast. Yeah. So Everybody's I'm, fair game. Yeah, I'm parodying. The Australian folks, um, but and those are the two that just asked me publicly. Our friend Jace and I have talked, been talking about, it. and of course I've been, you know, chewing my wife's ear off about this track list. So anyway, I think it's time to you know get into the meat of the matter, and so I think Garrett, a good way to discuss it, just start at the first track and kind of say if we like the inclusion of it, discuss what it is for the people who are coming here for that information. Uh, Say whether or not well, we. I've got a. Mm-hmm. I've got a quick question before we dig in. Shoot. Did we know that the track list was going to drop prior to the squeeze box release? Like, did we know this was coming? Because I was expecting this to be a surprise. From from the early onset of the news about squeeze box and that there was going to be a medium rarities, I didn't think it was. But when he released the photo, I don't know if I said this um, in our news segment on last week's or the the, la- the latest episode. When they released the cover photo of him in the sort of meat packaging, it said uh, with the post, um, track list coming soon. That's the first anybody had ever heard. And even in the forums, people were like, did y'all see that it, the track list is actually coming soon? And so I, I think the general consensus was is it would be a surprise. But uh, I certainly didn't know until that said it said that. And I did not think that when they said soon, it would be within the next week or two. So, yeah. Right. Uh, no, I, I honestly thought from the beginning that it was going to be all the way until November before we got this and we'd all have to just revel in it together. But now we have time to think about it and be mad or happy or whatever about it. So, yeah. That was the first time they sold us when it was coming out. Well, then I will wait until the very end. I have a follow-up question once we get through this track list. That's fine. After we, if you'll remind after me. we go through it too, I'm going to be kind of taking a running tally of what we think as we go and see if we, we come out on the other end positive about uh, the inclusions or the, the songs included therein. Um, and just kind of gauge the, because this isn't going to be, for the most part, actually probably 100%, this isn't going to be a new album and us being like, ooh, what do we think about these songs? These are songs we've heard in one form or another, maybe not as much because of their rarity, um, but uh, I think we can give a pretty good review of this album. Now, when we go back to doing album reviews, we've talked about in the next season of this show, starting sometime in probably in the late summer, when we start season four, we're going to go back to reviewing every album one by one, given our new knowledge, and uh, kind of doing a, a different comedic take on each of the reviews, but getting really in-depth to every album. And I think now we can include a whole episode for Medium Rarities, because by that point, we'll have really sat with it and listened to it. So that'll be exciting to listen to. So this is just kind of a first, at-a-glance review of that album. But we're, we'll start with just the tracks, and then come back and uh, do the all-around review at the end, like you said. Okay. So we start with Take Me Down. What do you know about this song? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Total honesty. I don't know. I've never heard of this song before. I hadn't heard of it until maybe last summer when I was really digging for deep tracks. Um, I'm, I I forgot to bring up information on this to prepare myself, so I'm going to go off what I basically found about it um, a long time ago. It was for some sort of... 
it was it wasn't with any of the people that he currently well i mean he might still know these people but it wasn't with his band it wouldn't and uh it was supposed to be about either about a a, a school he went to or about a town he lived in and it was like I could be getting this 100% wrong, and I apologize to every single person if I am. But a lot of this you can just discern from the song anyway. So, Or just look it up yourself. <laughs> That's not my attitude on this. I want you to listen to this podcast to get information, and I'm sorry. This is going to be the only one that we do this on, I can almost promise. Uh, I think it was just a submission. and not, I don't know if it was a contest or just like everybody submits songs about this place. And, of course, his had a comedic take. And I also like, have you? Yeah, you haven't heard it, have you? Take Me Down? Yeah. Yes, I have heard it now. Okay, yeah, the full version is out there. Uh, it's been out there for a long time on YouTube. Um, the uh, I like how the accordion takes a back seat. That makes me wonder how much of the writing and recording process he had control over. But it's a guitar song. It it, it kind of sounds like a country-fied John Denver version of um, sort of like the Beach Boys or something. Yeah, I can see that. But more like animal or pet sounds, Beach Boys, not uh, you know, Kokomo Beach Boys. I don't know, mm-hmm. or or maybe like the Kinks. I get a little bit of like, what is that song about the man of fashion? I get a little bit of that in there. So I, I like it though. It's a good song. I wonder if songs like that uh, are going to be remastered, like the rest of the compilation or the rest of the box set. Huh. Yeah. Because a lot of these are demos and stuff, and their whole charm is that they're old and stuff. And actually, if you remaster them too much, they'd get to. They begin to sound more like the you know the the version that was included in the album. So right. uh, I don't know that one. That one is one that they should remaster if they have access to the original tapes. They may not have that. So anyway, we'll move on quickly to number two, My Bologna, Capitol Records version. This is one that we all knew they were probably going to include, and I actually have in front of me. Remember we did uh, Squeezebox predictions episode, uh, maybe two or three episodes ago. Yeah. With with Jace McLean of Nuclear Bubble Wrap, and I have those notes in front of me, and we can kind of check off as we go um, how on the money we were. And that was the first one he said. He said the forty five version of of uh, my Bologna. So uh, he guessed that that was going to be on there, and he got that one right. So not too much to discuss there. It does sound a lot more raw, but it is cool, especially the burp sound. No, no Tony Papa on this burp sound effect. I think that one was all out, and it's definitely not a great recording of a burp, if I could say that. But I'm excited that it's on there because it is a fun version to listen to. Uh, track number three, Yoda demo. He guessed that one too. Uh, Jace did, so I'm gonna go ahead and mark that off. Uh, he's two for two now. He did not say "Take Me Down," uh, um, but that's fine. I don't, you know, it's it's not even hardly a Weird Al song. So the this this version of Yoda, this is what they this is what he used to pitch the song, right? Like this is the exact recording. I'm I'm gonna have to probably say yes. Uh, I'm not too. Sh- too sure? No, you know what it was? He recorded it long before he was able to release it because of uh, holdups with Lucas Arts, or George Lucas, I guess, the whole estate there. Um, and so I know that he tried to get it on maybe one or two, or maybe several albums before he actually finally got it on an album. So I think he had it, this was the version that, yeah, I think you're right, that he sent to other people like, here, here's the song. And then, since it wasn't being accepted, he just never re-recorded it until finally he was allowed to. And then right. he has the crisp, clean version of it. Um, it is interesting to listen to that version of it because uh, the sound effects are more present. Uh-huh. They're they're more subdued in the final version. Yeah. And also, Garrett, I think I spotted some manualism in that version of it. I could be wrong. I think I did too. There are some, yeah, there's some hand farts going on. Mm-hmm. So, big shout out. Epic shout out to Mike. Kiefer. Hey, Mike, get at us. We're still looking for you. Yeah, we are still on the search for Mike Kiefer. If you know where old Magic Hands is, let him know. I almost said Magic Mike. Or if you know where Magic Mike is, I'll take that interview. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, the Dr. Demento jingle. Pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm actually excited about that. I think that that is a good one. Put that in the good column. These first four are good. Uh, So we're going to put those in the good column. Uh, and it is interesting to hear his version or his take on the Dr. Demento theme. And I don't know what, I didn't actually listen to much of the Dr. Demento show growing up, whatever was I was allowed to listen to by my father. And then here in the now, I only listen to clips here and there. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually physically tuned in since I've been an adult to the show. So I'm not sure what kind of 
uh, treads this song has on it, how much Dr. Demento used it. Uh, I mean, it is a jingle for his show, so it makes me think a lot. But it w- that is an exciting implementation into it because it, it does sound pretty rare, right? And it is unique. the The first three that we said, only two, only one of them was really unique. The other two are demos of things we have known for years. Yeah, and so it's kind of cool that this one's on here. Besides "Take Me Down," this one also falls in a column of I'm not sure why this didn't make an album. Uh, because because it, it's not like. You know, it's it's Dr. Demento's show thing, and out of context, you know, well, I don't know. I guess in context, sort of, it would make sense, but, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just, there are, like, there are a handful of these songs. I guess that you're right. Anything that was a theme outside of the Weird Al show theme. And there are a lot of themes. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of this album is um, things that, where the song was featured on something else, and it couldn't get an album release, I guess, was the rules, or Al, like, yeah reserved his albums to be mostly original, original songs mm-hmm. right I, you're right and i'm definitely i definitely do have more to say about how many themes are on this when we get to because this is a froded a froded <laughs> this is a loaded front half uh-huh. uh, so i do have a lot of thoughts about the back half especially with all the tv themes um number five pac-man now this is one that we're all excited about it's one that he wanted to release uh early in the days of his career uh, couldn't because he didn't have permission. Finally got the necessary permission to. Um, and I'm really glad that it happened. And I think everybody generally is positive about Pac-Man being on this thing. It, it was such big news that they released that information before they released the track list by a few weeks. Um, and the whole song, they're like, please listen to this thing. This is a, something that you can expect. And it is, it's good. Um, parody of Taxman by the Beatles. So here is Here's the exact... Um entry on the uh al wiki for um Mm -hmm. tax man and it says right here um in order to get the song on the medium rarities album yankovic had to get permission from both bandai namco entertainment the company that owns the rights pac-man as well as the estate of george harrison Mm -hmm. writer of tax man yeah in regards to the former the company had a good sense of humor about the parody so as to clear the parody with the Harrison estate, Yankovic contacted, uh, I, I think it's Donnie, it's D-H-A-N-I Harrison, the son of George Harrison, working together, the two eventually got the song approved. So Wow, interesting. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that it all fell into place and worked out. I did not and, think that he would have to contact Namco, though. That's interesting. Maybe because of the sound effects he used in it? Well, and I think this is probably, well, I don't know if we were going to get to this at some point, but that's this is probably the reason why Pokemon isn't on here. Oh, we, we are definitely going to get to why Pokemon's on here. That That is a bummer and a half. Yeah. <laughs> because I hate of the that fact, so much. Yeah, because of the fact that he had to go through Namco for this song, I guarantee those exact same reasons fall mm-hmm. for that one. Yep, They. Uh, what I heard is that you know, because it's already included on Pokemon the Movie 2000 soundtrack, I guess they they want exclusive rights to you know to that sound and everything. So, yeah, not cool. Not the coolest and most exciting news. A, a definite big omission from this uh, bo- from this compilation. Yeah. So that's that's not fun, in the least. Uh, we'll just go ahead and say it. Especially because of how heavy the yeah how heavy the album is with themes yeah 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 it's not it, yeah it was not anything thematic holding him back it was just 100 percent, you know the other end of this the other end of the business world so well and how perfect would it have been on this album that doesn't have a polka if that were the polka for this album i know i, I saw that too i was like wow there's a, a lot now there's a lot of accordion a whole lot but yeah. yeah there is not from what i can tell anything right close to a polka there's a couple things that are close but no there's not a polka you're right next track um what was it on pac-man dare to be stupid instrumental okay now we're now we're getting into what i'm not very cool with i i've used the instrumental version of dare to be stupid for this very podcast and i'm thankful it exists but man i'm i don't really quite understand the need to have it on there because it is a very musically pretty cool song you know, um, it definitely captures the essence of Devo. We talked a lot about this song last week. Um, it, it's definitely, you know, fun to listen to, but I can't see me not wanting to skip over it after the first one or two times through this album. Like, every sub- subsequent listen, 
I don't understand the right. adding it. Um, because an album like this, he knows he knows this too. An album like this is um, supposed to be sat and listened to or listened to in the car or on your Spotify, whatever. Whatever you're doing, this is a, a listen-to album. This A lot of people don't buy albums when they're using music or when they need to, like... Like, if you're going to do karaoke, which there's a karaoke track later on, if you're going to be using it for that, if you're going to be using the music for a thing, which I'm sure he doesn't plan on a lot of people like me using this music for a podcast or something, but still, what other use do you have for these instrumentals? I, I don't know. Because of that, putting it on an album just does yeah, not make this... sense. Because that's not the way I... He knows that if you are going to use it, that's not the way you'd go about getting it. I'm not going to buy an album so, oh, I finally get access to this in- instrumental version. No, he knows everybody's getting that off the thing. In the in the video that he where he opened up the Squeezebox set arrived at his door, he said, oh, this is going to be my most pirated album ever, talking about Squeezebox. So it's not like he's dumb to these things. Right, and this is the... Uh, actually, it was back when I was looking through the track list and I started thinking about it when I started reading down the list again and I saw Yoda and then Dare to be Stupid came up. It started make me make started to make me really wish that we got a like and this could even be in the album or like the the insert for the disc or whatever, but I hope that we get some kind of like explanation book. Like something that gives a little blurb or just some comment on every single song that's on this album because I would if if there's a legit reason why this instrumental is important to Al, like I'd be totally fine with that. Like, mm. like this could be like, yeah, he could say something like this was one of the most difficult instrumentals instrumentals we put together, or the one he's most proud of, or something. Yeah, this song means so much. Like, if if he came out and there was just some kind of comment like that, would totally justify this thing, right? Word, yeah, true. I, I am kind of curious how much detail these bo- these uh, these albums will have. Like, is it going to include a lot of the original CD books and you know lyrics and stuff like that? And, and I really do hope so. I hope it includes all that kind of stuff. But yet to see. I mean, that's something we'll find out in November probably. Uh, let's kind of jump through these next few. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Jurassicu Park, the Japanese release of Jurassic Park. True. Uh, the parody of uh, MacArthur Park. Uh, that's very cool. Actually, something that we didn't really know about until Jace told us about it, and he guessed it would be on there, and it is, and I'm very happy about that. I think that's a, a really good addition to this album, and it is a fun listen, too. So. Absolutely. It's very interesting, and it's something It's you know, shout out back to Jace, seriously. There was a lot of this stuff that I hadn't considered until like we did that episode, and this is a... Of, uh, this is a good addition. I think it's a it's another check mark in the box of just Al's talents, and it shows um, his dedication to his music. Yep. To be more inclusive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's the right way yeah. to put it. <laughs> Next, we have uh, headline news, of course. Totally predictable. Yep. It needed to be on an album. It was only in the permanent record, Al in the Box set, back in 94. Um, parody of the Crash Test Dummies. Um and it's it's very good. We've talked about it at length on this show. Not much more to say about it. It is a good song. Needed to be on here. That is a check in the good box, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, number nine, Since You've Been Gone, karaoke version. Now, I know I want to hate. I gave all that, all those bad comments to uh, the Dare to Be Stupid instrumental, but because of how intriguing Since You've Been Gone is and because it was a little harder to find, I actually don't think that it's that easy to find at all, the karaoke version of Since You've Been Gone. Just be, being the acapella track that it is, I kind of like this one. I'm, I, I was iffy on it first, and I'm like, you know what? It's going to be fun hearing that without the lead vocals on it, and kind of hearing all the all the work that went into it. And I could, because it's a shorter song and all that, I can actually see me listening to that over and over and over. So I kind of I like that. What do you think? Yeah, that one's pretty interesting, and maybe it's supposed to be like Al giving you the opportunity to sing in his place. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it said on Dare to be Stupid, it says instrumental. On Since You've Been Gone, it says karaoke. And I'm like, yeah, it's interesting, the distinction there. So, hmm. I don't know. I'm, I like it, though. Mark it up to good. For sure. Number 10. This is one we all guessed and necessary mm-hmm. to the list, I think. The Night Santa Went Crazy Extra Gory Version. That's a good uh, thing to be on here. It had, it had previously made The Essential Owl. 
and right. people seem to like it. It's that's a very popular song, and since it's really only one part of one verse that's been changed, it at first didn't ever seem like oh, why would you need this? But when you're doing this kind of thing, you got to include that because right. that's that's that the song is a cult hit. A lot of people that's the song they know by Weird Al, which is a, yep. like amazing. But I do see that all the time. They're like, oh yeah, that Santa song. That's it's good stuff. So this extra gory version needed to be on here. Now, and it's another one that we guessed, so that's good. Yeah, now do we know, was this the original version that was written and then he had it edited, or did he rewrite that verse later on and release it just huh. because he could? Because uh, I could absolutely see a censor, like if this was the original version and the censoring company said, you have to, you, you can't have these lyrics. Let me, that is a question I don't know the answer to, so can you fill time for me? Da, 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 ba, yeah, guys, so... So far, we're about halfway through this squeeze box track list, or I'm sorry, medium rarities track list so far. We've got, uh, it's nice to see that you've got the good mix of, um, like, songs that just never made an album, like Take Me Down, Pac-Man, um, Headline News, and that extra gory version of Night Santa Went Crazy. But I, like, I'm not disappointed, like, at, like really that we're getting these re-releases of, like, My Bologna, Yoda, Dare to be Stupid, and Jerry Shiku Park. Like, it's it's interesting to me that these are tracks that Al Han, I'm, yeah, Al Han picked for these, for this uh, extra, like, this, spe- I, I want to consider it, like, a special album, because it, since this squeeze box seems to be, like, such a big deal, I would hope that everything that went into making this track list was things that were like um sentimental to him or some like each track actually like meant something or a track that he wanted the public to have on it like when he when they made it and so uh the fact that we are that he actually went to the work and we are getting you know pac-man and um like you you know that the the my bologna capital single version is it's got to be super special to him just because that was his first hit, you know, and it, it's just, it's great to see some of these tracks finally make it, and... What I'm finding, yeah. good good filler, by the way, I'll, I'll be anxious to listen back at that while I'm editing this, because I couldn't listen and type at the same time, <laughs> so you could have said anything just now and, I, <laughs> and gotten away with it. <laughs> it's all good. It sounded like you were being very passionate, though. Um, what I'm finding is that the original was produced in '94, and this, the addition, or the extra gory version, was uh, produced in '96. So it does seem like he went back and added it. But Wikipedia officially okay. says, and if you think that this is something that a fan of our caliber should know, you're probably right. But also, since it's kind of hard to find information on it, um, I wonder how many people do know. But here, here's what Wikipedia says very quickly. An extra gory version of the song was included as a third track on the Amish Paradise single. In this version, Vixen and Donna aren't spoken of. It's assumed they were killed with the other seven. Santa is killed by a member of the SWAT team. And the elves file for unemployment benefits and other rendition combining elements of the album. And the extra gory versions was written for Yankovic's touring with Scissors in 99. It is featured on the Weird Al Yankovic live video album. He later performed The Night Santa Went Crazy on a television variety show, Penn & Teller's Sin City Spectacular. Having just recovered from a bout of laryngitis, Yankovic had difficulty performing some of the song's high notes. The extra gory version appeared on the compilation album The Essential Weird Al Yankovic. I said that part already. There's some interesting stuff in there that probably wasn't uh, critical to the story, but I included it anyway. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Hmm. Is that a good enough explanation? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, good Good addition. Number 11, Spy Hard. Uh, good addition didn't get album placement previously the opening credit theme to the movie spy heart which is a spoof film of james bond type movies uh i think a good addition to the list absolutely it's it it falls in that same reason that it should be on here like headline news and not the not to this is not an unthankful thing that i'm about to say or anything but almost necessary to see with uh with the accompanying uh opening credits so you got to watch that on youtube or wherever um because I mean, it's very much a, a good song to listen to. It does not 100% require that, but seeing it with them really brings it into another life because it does look like an opening Bond theme, and there's so many subtle jokes, and it's very like airplane or Mel Brooks like humor. You can that's what the whole movie is. So it's it's fun. Go watch the video version of 
Spy Hard. When I when I think back to Spy Hard, that is like I, I know the jokes in the movie, but the best part of the movie for me is that intro. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good. Uh, I was I saw that way too young, and when his head exploded, spoiler, at the end of the song from holding on a note too long, really shook me to my core. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> they do a good job. <laughs> a lot of a lot of gore. Yeah. Uh, number twelve, lousy haircut. This is a taken from a very brief clip. Uh, from the Weird Al TV show, the Weird Al show, um, and I had actually asked, and I have to hold this over Jace's head. I actually asked when we were making predictions about this track list if he thought it'd be on there, and he said, "I think he told me no." Do you remember that, or am I making that up? I don't remember us talking about this song, honestly. Okay, maybe I made that up. If I did, just make that information up. I'm sorry, Jace. If I did... It's okay. We'll both go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, I will, but since we're here now, if I didn't make that up, and I said it was going to be on there, and now it is, then uh, in your face! Uh, I just I just put my butt on the microphone. <laughs> so just feel it. Feel it in your soul, dog. No, he's a great guy, and I'm really making a lot of jokes right now. Uh, but what do you think about the inclusion of it, as short as it is? It's good. It's another. It's it's just another piece of his um his collection that never made it on an album. Yeah, and very unique. If it was less unique, I'd be upset because it was so short. But I'm glad it's on there. Have you ever heard yeah. Firestarter? What it's based off of? I haven't heard what it's based off of. No. Oh boy, do yourself a favor when we get done. Nice little treat for you tonight. Go listen to Firestarter by whatever dad gum band. He he nailed their sound pretty well, but. Man, that is a nuts song, and just that whole act seemed weird. There was there was definitely a time and place for that music, and I think it has passed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna chalk that up to good. Uh, Homer and Marge. We all called this one. We knew Homer and Marge would make it. And we're glad. I'm glad that that didn't. That wasn't another Pokemon where the people who have rights over at the Simpsons said no, you can't have it. Uh, it is also very short, maybe just a little longer than Lousy Haircut. Uh, but it's all his voice. It's even though he didn't write the song, it's definitely you know Weird Al's musical voice that's coming through, and it it's very Weird Al esque. Right. So uh, a a good addition once again. Absolutely. Um, number fourteen, the Brain Song. This is one I don't really know. Uh, I know what it is. It was from an exhibit called "In uh, Al's Brain in 3D, and it was this thing where you kind of walk into a virtual version of what's going on in Al's brain. It's supposed to be real crazy, and this was the, the song that went along with it or something. Um, and just the few snippets I heard of it actually sounds pretty interesting. Uh, kind of got like a marching band feel. I'm, I'm, I have to speculate a lot because I have not heard more than like three seconds of it. So um, I, I have to say... I'm gonna put it in a maybe pile. It's the first one I'm putting in the maybe pile too. This seems this seems like it, it came out of the vein when he he might have been concepting pancreas. Yeah, naming body parts and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, interesting. Because he's he, he tries to be educational mm-hmm. in some of the stuff he does, and this yeah. seems totally in that category. Number fifteen, the Thirty Rock theme. Uh, this one's going straight to bad for me. I appreciate his TV appearances especially ones where he's playing himself I, I mean i appreciate both where he's whether he's doing a character or if it's a cameo of just weird out um this is so short and so uncritical i think to both his career well i don't know i don't know to his career but to like his tr- to his ca- uh, catalog like I, I i don't know if he wrote it um there's a chance that he did write it, which actually gives it a little bit more credence than quite a bit of the stuff on the last half of this collection. But um, it's it's such a, a quick, short thing, and without the context of the show, I don't think it really matters all that much. Yeah, no, it's, um, like, for me, it just falls into that category of, like, um, of just, like, theme songs. I'm kind of, it's kind of like, like, yep. this is also another opportunity for him to do a... He has a uh, compilation albums, you know, like he's got the TV album, he's got the food album. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of a mix, like like uh, like that thrown in there too, where like there's a ton of these like TV songs, and so like yeah, it's just like also TV is such a huge thing like in his oeuvre, like his uh like all of his songs, like yeah. it's it's really not a shocker that we are getting TV themes and parodies because. One of his biggest, um, like, he loves parodying t- theme songs. 
like TV themes and like another song that yeah like I I I don't know if we like I'm I'm probably jumping ahead but Go ahead. um I'm in love with a skipper okay oh, like no, you're not jumping ahead. because like that's another <laughs> TV theme song like that he took and made a parody of with lyrics versus the music and yeah. um it's just like I don't know like it, there's it's no shocker to me that we're getting all these TV type deals but it does incorporate that a lot um you know brady bunch uh that one was gilligan's island uh, the beverly hillbillies he does like to use their things as lyrics or as just the jumping off point for the rest of the theme of a song so yeah you're right right so yeah it does fit pretty well into just what he is but again i don't think it was necessary to this collection right. that's my personal opinion too uh so so bite me Everyone, <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people agree. Boy, if the forums are any indication, a ton of people agree. I actually think I'm on the positive side of history at this point. So, right. Uh, number sixteen, super duper party pony. Uh, number seventeen, Sir Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye. Now, Garrett, you're aware of uh, uh, epic rap battles of history. Oh yeah. Okay. Big, very successful, and I'll say it, entertaining uh, channel on YouTube. I do enjoy their stuff a lot. However, this is, I, I know he didn't write it, because I saw, you know, they do their behind the scenes. They wrote his ver- his part of this rap. Uh, it, it is owned by them. They, he probably, I'm guessing there's going to be a little bit of money coming their way for this, just because of how he works, and just how the music industry works. And also not, I mean, it's educational, that's for sure. So I guess that's Weird Al-esque. Uh, but I don't know. It's hard to say of what I think about this being on there. It's got to go to maybe again because I enjoy his presence there a lot. And it was already something that I was into. And whenever Weird Al stumbled, not stumbles, but uh, inserts himself into things that I was already into, that's just a, a hot bonus. So uh, I did like it when it happened. but And you know what? I'll listen to it over and over again. That's why it's in the maybe pile. Did it need to be on here? I don't think so, because it's so unweird, Al. But I'm going to listen to it every time. I listen to their stuff uh, every once in a while anyway. So This is the only epic rap battle of history he did, right? Yes, I'm going to say. Yeah. I know he's I know he's worked with different like website, um, like music mixers, well, the, like people. The Gregory Brothers, he did that, uh, that stuff with for the election, for the debates, and they're very similar. They're not the same people at all. They're the Shmo Yoho, and they do all the uh, auto tune the news and remake all that like ep- double rainbow guy and stuff. Uh, so that's oh, that's very very similar. Yeah, very big YouTube sensations. Uh, so, but yeah, um, we you actually asked, is that going to make it? And it did not make the list. So that's interesting. But nobody, none of the three of us thought that they would include this epic rap battle on there because it's so unweird Al property. Yeah, and. Like just from like from my perspective, I like this is something I'm totally fine with being on here because it's just another aspect of his like musical talent, like not necessarily his talent, but like his influence because he obviously was asked to come do this, and then uh, like this, it's another song, and it also showcases one of our favorite talents of his, which is rapping. His lyrical prowess. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. As you were saying it, I was like, oh yeah, we've had a whole we had a whole episode about how how good he is at talking <laughs> as opposed to me uh so yeah that it, it does there's some fast lyrics in there that's good all right uh number 18 let the pun fit the crime uh, when i when it i have not said that out loud yet i've only said it to myself and now saying it out loud it's, it feels like let the bodies hit the floor <laughs> it had the same mouth feels when i said it um i gotta put this in bad um i enjoy his Time on cartoons. This is from Wander Over Yonder, a show that was pretty short-lived, I believe, on Disney, I want to say. Um, and the show, the cartoon was actually kind of neat. It harkened back to an older time of cartoons, cartoons, but with uh, modern sensibilities. So all those ding-dongs on the freaking chat rooms can quit saying, bring back Dexter's Laboratory. Shut up. Stuff isn't entertaining anymore. Go try to watch Dexter's Laboratory or Powerpuff Girls now. It's boring. Old cart- Well, old cart- I mean, you can't make... You can't make that argument now that we have Samurai Jack walk on the air. Oh, but that was so way ahead of its time. <laughs> that's true. I will admit to that. Uh, no, that's a good one. Um, so, I don't know. 
Anyway, Wander Over Yonder was kind of cool. It, it, it seemed like an older cartoon, but modern, close, more close to modern animation, not CG, and uh, interesting storylines. However, this song, it's a little bit grating. Also, outside of the context of the show, not very applicable. Also, the title, Let the Pun Fit the Crime. I don't right. know if in the rest of the episode his character told more puns, but boy, there's like two in the whole song, and they're both at the end. Uh, so I didn't, I was like, yeah. I didn't need this. Um, I, I don't know if he's like super duper proud of it or if it just exists. So he's like, here's something I can get the rights to pretty easy. Let's go ahead and throw it on there. If he's proud of it, uh, good on him. Um, cause I'm sure, you know, everything that he puts his mark on has his signature talent and everything to it. And there's accordion in there, which he probably played himself, have to imagine. Uh, so it's, it's pretty weird Al, given the style of it and the accordion of it but still i don't i don't think it's that good of a song <laughs> to be honest well i think I, I think we're getting to the another point that we made in the uh the squeeze box episode mm-hmm. um where we mentioned that the things that were going to make the medium rarities album were going to be things that already had a concrete recording of mm-hmm. and a an already done song because and there's nothing on here that hasn't already be, been sitting on a shelf for potentially decades. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, there's some of this st- where it does feel like, like Jace mentioned before, he was thinking that they may just take as much as they can and load up the CD with whatever they can find. And it looks like they did a, I think they did a good job, like, maxing out the time. I think that if anybody's disappointed, maybe they just wish that there were other fully fledged out songs of other parodies that we're all aware yeah. of. Um, that is kind of a complaint too that a lot of this back half is a little short. Um, we, uh, Jace, Jace yeah. had said that he thought that he was just going to pump this thing full and seeing at face value, oh, 22 songs, that's much more than the typical, was it 12 or 14? I think it's 12 songs we usually get. Right. Um, but when you get taken into account, you know, Lousy Haircut, uh, the 30 rock theme some of these are really short uh so it is it's still longer though i bet uh time wise than most albums so there is that but yeah right a lot of these don't feel like true inclusions because of the you know just blips on the radar yeah anyway uh number 19 hey hey we're the monks now i'm gonna sound wishy-washy and flip-floppy again like old john Kerry. there's something there's something from a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was pretty stupid. Um, uh, I know I said that including these kind of TV things is not that great, but boy, Hey Hey, We're the Monks is pretty entertaining. Again, outside of context, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think you can still laugh at it and get it without it. Um, it's got to go in maybe because I think I need to speak for the people, but I enjoyed Gallivant. I actually did, we actually did an episode about his time on Gallivant, the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, and that's done. It's not coming back. So, um, you know, this is history at this point, uh, but it's so fun. I watched the clip again recently on YouTube. It's so fun to watch. It's some nice, good jokes in there. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's good. It's a fun listen. Another acapella thing, you know, I don't know. I, but because a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't watch the show. I don't enjoy this. I don't get it. That's what they're going to say. I don't get this. That's what typical Weird Al fans sound like to me. Unless you're from Australia, then they sound like this. I don't get this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I had to revisit the Australian accent. What do you think? Did you watch Gallivant? No, it's been on my list for a long time. I just I haven't gotten around to watch it, but I've I've heard this song before. Okay. And I've seen the clip. Yeah, and I, and I agree with everything you said. And there's, it's, it, it's not shocking to me that this song made the made the album. Um, it's enjoyable though. To the, those of you who are being who are negative about that inclusion, just know that you're probably going to enjoy it more than the a couple of the recent two or three that we just went over, or some of the previous two or three. Um, right. It's it's a fun song. Well, this is a song that, that if you have to pick other like TV songs, like this one should be picked. Over, let the pun mm-hmm. fit the fit the crime, or um, super duper, or the thirty rock theme. But at the end of the day, he went ahead and gave us all of them. So at least he didn't make that choice. He just said, just throw them all on there. So that's good on his part. Right. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm putting that in maybe. Um, I got three maybes now. So I think that about three is about half a point when all is said and done. So we'll see. Right. Um, number 20, the comedy bang bang theme. Now, Garrett, I'm a fan of comedy bang bang. Listen to the podcast weekly. Uh, I, I've, I watched the show when it was on from start to finish. Uh, and I enjoy it a lot. This, however, also seems so non-Weird Al, and it's actually just a cover of... Okay, so there's three band leaders on the show, Comedy Bang Bang. Started with Reggie Watts, fantastic. Went to Kid Cudi, who changed the theme, same words, but changed it up quite a bit. And then Weird Al came along and revisited more of the Reggie Watts version, uh, but with his own style, with his own style of music, his crazy... You know how he does. Yeah. Um, so this is more of a cover than anything, which I'm I'm not I'm not against covers, but it's non Weird Al. It's very short, um, and it's like I said, it's a cover. So I don't. As much as I love comedy, Bang Bang, I don't know why this is on here. I, I guess that's it is currently where he is in his life. He is still a good friend of Scott Ackerman's. He still appears on the podcast on the regular. If the show was on, I'm sure he'd still be the band leader, and this would be super duper relevant. Um, so this is his current thing, but in a couple of years, are we going to be like, well, I don't, I don't want to listen to this theme song anymore. It's, it's the same words over and over. <laughs> yeah. This is probably, this is on here because it's another chapter of his career. That's true. Like Ryan said in the, on the Twitter, um, at least it covers his whole career. Right. Um, I do got to put it in bad though. Cause once again, I want to speak for everyone. Personal opinion, it would be closer to a maybe popular opinion. I think unless I'm just way off base, I'm going to say bad. Uh, eh, it is what it is. I will say this, though. For every um, cut to commercial, for every... Uh, boy, I forgot all my industry terms all of a sudden. <laughs> for every uh, time that they had to do, like, introducing a new guest or anything like that, or introducing a new segment a lot of the times, whoever was the on-camera... Uh, band leader from Reggie Watts, Reggie Watts to Kid Cudi to Weird Al Yankovic, they had to fill in that space with original, uh, little bleep or little tunes and stuff like just kind of play instruments, just kind of fiddle around. I wish they'd kind of included a best of collection of that because some of them had words. Sometimes he was just screaming and banging on keys, which also Reggie Watts did. <laughs> I think all three of them did it every once in a while, just because you kind of run out of stuff. I bet, and also it's funny. It's it fits into the comedy bang bang mold. Um, I wish they instead would have included a little comedy bang bang uh, medley, you know, of just some of the stuff he did. Some of the stuff that was a little more fledged out than just do 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 do, you know. Yeah, it would have been more. It would have been more enjoyable. Maybe do the comedy bang bang theme and then fade uh, f- or crossfade into two or three pieces of other things. I mean, like this is kind of what I did when I was on there. It would be a good highlight of that time in his career. Yeah, I agree. But I guess that's I guess that's what the theme stands for instead. So uh, it's there, like it or hate it. Yeah, it's a placeholder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Number twenty one. It's my world, and we're all living in it. Again, gonna flip back to the other side. Still on TV, but the show is so weird, Al. And he does so much. He didn't write it. Dan Povenmire, one of the creators of Milo Murphy's Law, wrote this song for Milo Murphy's Law, which Weird Al voices the main character, uh, and he sings the main theme, even though he didn't write it. But it is so very Weird Al Yankovic, um, the song and the sh- the character, even though it's a you know it's about a kid. Uh, that I do actually kind of like this. It's his first leading cartoon character role, so this is such a huge tick in his in his box that I'm. This I think this one deserved the placement on here. And it's actually a really good song, I think. It's catchy as I'll get out. True. Yeah, I totally agree. Like this one this one fits. As you and me talk through this list, it becomes more and more clear that what he did was um walk through his career. Yep. Like it's just it's 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 like glaring at me now as I stare at the the list and you and I talk through it and we get this like most like it it's so clear at the end if you work back from milo murphy bang bang yeah gallivant and just like all that stuff it's yeah he definitely released it in chronological order now i don't know you know that's just what the video was right. that he released to say what the <clears throat> pardon me losing my voice to say what the track list was uh so who knows if that's the actual order but why would you change it i i, I think the actual album will probably be in chronological order right because it only makes sense absolutely uh, I'd have to get through, you know, halfway through the album and then have to hear Take Me Down. 
Now, <laughs> that's true. Now, the very next song is does throw a wrench into that the theme, doesn't it? No. Um, this one I had to I had to ask people about this, and a lot of people don't know. A lot of the people that I go to for Weird Al facts don't know, or maybe they didn't know at the time, and now they do. Um, it's actually a remake of Happy Birthday. From his debut uh-huh. album, he had a song called Happy Birthday. Really good song. He remade it, what I'm told, as I'm told, for a film. Now, that might be a kind of a hint at the TBA film that he's supposed to be in in this year, 2017. Right. But this is regarded as the 2017 version of Happy Birthday. So I don't think the lyrics, maybe the lyrics changed. I couldn't find a full version of it anywhere. Uh, did you? No, I couldn't. It it, it, okay. all seemed, it sounded like the new, the old one. Yeah, yeah, as far as just the lyrical part, but... Um, yeah. Uh, maybe he finally took out the the line about uh, mama's in the kitchen with a can of cycle four because it took us forever to figure out what cycle four was. <laughs> yeah, kind of outdated. It it would not make sense in the 2017 version. Maybe he sent, says with a can of Alpo, <laughs> but that wouldn't rhyme. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if he d- updated the lyrics, but he just updated the music. And we know that there's a movie he's supposed to be in this year that we have zero details about. So maybe that helps us. Maybe it's for a completely different film. Maybe it's not for a film at all, and someone's giving me bad info, which I do not appreciate, guys. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and put it in, should we put it good or bad, or maybe? I'd put it in the good. I mean, it's a, it's if this is, if this is the track list, I think it's a good bookend, because it revisits the beginning of his career, and if it's a new version, remastered, whatever we get, um... It ends up being a really good um, closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that being the end, I, I, like you said, going through it, I'm a little bit more positive now than when I first read the checklist. Um, what my tally came out to was 15 good, 5 bad. That just should not have been on there as far as you and I are concerned. Yeah. And 3 maybes, which I think I said averages about to 1 good. So, Definitely very balanced on the good side, or yeah. unbalanced on the, the side of good. Now, but it wasn't what was on there. It was what's not on there. So let's quickly go through some of the things that we guessed with Jace, and that's basically everything that anybody is saying from what I'm finding in the forums and stuff. So yeah, we don't have school cafeteria, which doesn't make sense, even though I think he wrote it with other people, uh, you know, in the early days with Joel and whoever else. Uh uh, somebody brought up an interesting thing in one of the forums. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. An interesting aspect in one of the forums. Do you think that Weird Al is insecure about his early stuff? Uh, I don't think so. Because uh, Belvedere Cruising, his first song he sent to Dr. Demento, Baby Likes Burping, Nobody Here But Us Frogs, School Cafeteria, and a couple more that I'm about to talk about didn't make this, and those are all his. Now, a couple of those were released on Dr. Demento compilations, so they're out in the world if you really want them, but why wouldn't he include so many of his early things? Right? That's a really good question, Dakota, because, like, you'd think that all that original stuff would be, like, the most important that never got released, but maybe it was a space thing, and this album is tapped out, and he figured... If I add all of that, I need to I need to make sure I put a good balance of my career on here over songs that just didn't get released, and so yeah, he prioritized the other things that came as highlights throughout his his music lifetime. Let me say it like this, and I, I'm taking the insecure is Al insecure question from stuff I read from other huge Al fans, but I, it did kind of strike me when I read it. So I'm going to say it like this. Weird Al, if you're listening, I hope you are. And even if you're not, this goes for everyone. But if you're listening, I want to say this thing. I think that if you'd asked early 90s Al after the success, or maybe late 90s Al, after the success of Smells Like Teen Spirit, when you've had a couple ups and downs, but now you're back on the high horse, not on your high horse, that sounds prideful, but when you're back uh, in good standings with your public and you have a lot of fans and you're doing well, you're not first number one single or first number one album like you would be in 2014 but you're doing incredibly good for a parody artist that has been around at that point for nearly 20 years or however long 15 20 years if you had asked that weird al hey what do you think about 
baby likes burping or school cafeteria or orgy on my own. <laughs> I think he would have 100% said, let's not talk about that stuff. Yeah. We can talk about my Bologna, which helped me with my success, even though I, you know, the original demo version sounds, but by music recording standards, it sounds like garbage. Still a great song. Um, I think that that owl would have been like, let's not talk about that. But I, th- I think that 2017 Al, having been through a such a roller coaster of a career and finishing at the very top, and is in everyone's good graces. The only people that don't like him are, are Dingalings, if you ask me. Uh, speaking of Dingalings, uh, shout out to Chuck Berry. Rest in power, sir. Yep. Uh, <laughs> my Dingaling, if you don't know the connection that I'm making here. It's <laughs> a random shout out. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can, we'll save that. We 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 we'll also revisit that in the people who died in 2017 episode of yep. Weird Mountain. Look for that in eight months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the, uh, <laughs> um, that's what ADHD does to you. Now I can't remember where I am. Um, anyway, I think that this owl would have been like, if he didn't have insecurity problems, he would have been like. Those were necessary stepping stones that I took. Yeah, it sounds... Gar- this is him talking. I, I think that they're fine for what they are. Yeah, those things sound like garbage, but they should be included, I think. Or at least at least yeah. maybe one or two of them. The only ones he included were <sighs> ones that got remade or ones that kind of sound good for what they were. So... That 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 when I got to thinking, I was like, maybe he is insecure. I mean, we know how he grew up under his mother's tutelage, and you know, kind of he he was advanced in his years uh, into into a different grade. So he was kind of like, you know, he was very much a nerd. He was he had his clubs with his friends, but you know, I think that he grew up. A, I don't I don't I'm not meaning any of this offensively because I think a lot of people connect to it. I think that he was a loser for parts of his life, but that should have faded when he became super successful. So I wonder if it actually did. I kind of still think that every once in a while, Al gets nervous, not about being on stage at his show, but about appearing on TV things where it's actually him, not a voiceover and not a character where he's all made up or in a costume. But I think when it's actually him, I think Al still kind of gets jittery, and I think he still does get insecure. I could be completely off base, but I've seen signs of it before. And now having other hardcore Weird Al fans also mention that, it really makes me wonder if that's how he is. Nothing wrong with it, but... Yeah, I really... Yeah, that... It's it's um, definitely a deep thinker. It'll, it'll, it, it, it poses that question since those songs didn't make the album, for sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're completely off base. Maybe he said... Maybe somebody said, you want to put... School Cafeteria and all these other songs on there, and he's like, "No, f that stupid stuff." <laughs> maybe he was just, maybe he doesn't just doesn't didn't think anybody cared. Yeah, uh, and maybe and you know, besides the crazies of us who do care, maybe the general public is like, "Yeah, don't include that stuff. We don't want to hear it." So, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I'm putting a lot of stuff out there that may or may not be right, and <laughs> who knows. Uh Let's just quickly go over everything else that Jace guessed, or that we guessed with him. Um, the Placebo EP doesn't make an appearance. That was just the early cuts of Another One Rides the Bus. Happy Birthday, got a bookie in Mr. Frump, even though Happy Birthday made it in another iteration, which is cool. And we've all heard the early version of Another One Rides the Bus. I think it was on the uh, Essential Owl. I could be wrong about that. Um, so, yeah, again, that's just early stuff. Uh, I didn't mark off Spy Hard. Uh, the UHF single version, which is actually just a longer... had. Uh, the UHF single version and the other version just had one had a longer guitar solo, not really a loss right there. Um, patterns, I think patterns is a big one that didn't make it. What it was was a clip from a uh, a show called uh, Square One. Yeah, Square One. It was a PBS show and it was really cool. It was kind of comedy and they did like musical bits and there's other a bunch of other musicians and artists went through there. And but patterns is so you know, it's very polka like. And it's just weird out singing about the patterns on his shirt and the patterns you find in like the bathroom and stuff. And it's just cute and fun. And there's a lot of good funny in it too. Like Al getting annoyed with sound effects and stuff. It's good. I, maybe it was a, a rights issue, like a copyrights issue, but I think it should have made it. Uh, oh well, uh, whatever happens, you know. Uh, I already said baby likes burping. Uh, the last one I want to talk about that did not make it. Oh, other than Pokemon. What a loss, but not his fault. Kind of like... Um, you're pitiful. I'll never be happy yeah, that he that couldn't another... get pitiful. That's sad. 
Yeah. It's pitiful. Yeah, that's a big shocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, Pokemon and your pitiful are not his fault. And this last one may not be his fault either, but I'm still going to bring it up. Uh, it's still Billy Joel to me, an early parody of Still Rock and Roll to me by Billy Joel. I love it. I think it's a fantastic parody. There's not like a really good version of it. There's a live version of it that some fans of his said, let that live version be on there. Uh, but neither neither version made it. Uh, and it's a real bummer. It kind of takes it a tick down for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, here's the opinion for all of you who asked. Garrett, do you back me up on this? At the end of the, at the, end of the day, a pretty darn good medium rarities album. Yeah. Yeah, I would give that opinion just because it it seems to do what the perceived um, intention of the album is. It would have been nice if we had some rare live clips. Um, would have been nice to have those parodies that you just mentioned that he couldn't get the rights for for one reason or another. But yep. for everything that's on the album... Um, I think the only thing really missing is a song about food, although my bologna's on there, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or a prof- or like a, a song about professions. Uh, but it's good. There's, I understand the reason why people would be upset, but like from where I'm sitting, from from my perspective and going through the track list, I mean, I don't think you can be, like, really mad. Yeah. Just a little disappointed, sure, but you know it is what it is. You're right; it is what it is. Um, because we're, we've gone over for so long, and I didn't want to take this much of everyone's time. I will say this: we uh, purchased Squeezebox. Um, I had said early on, let's definitely me and Garrett talked about it. Let's definitely get the one with the shirt and the socks and the thing. And then you know that's very expensive. And the socks were the coolest looking thing. If you haven't seen them, somebody leaked the photos out there. Uh, the shirt was a baseball tee in white with blue sleeves. And I was like, Meh. or maybe black sleeves. Either way, uh, white t-shirts, not cool. So <laughs> no regrets there. Um, but the version we got is still the CD uh, box with the magnet set that comes with all of them. Uh, remastered in the awesome accordion case with the book. So I think when that comes in November of this year, uh, we should definitely do an unboxing video, maybe? Oh, yeah. And do like a full review of this, the book and everything, everything therein. I think that's going to be real cool. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. That's that'd be awesome. Um, on if you are one of the people that bought uh, Squeezebox, you know this. He released a video of an early prototype coming to his house, uh, and he unboxed it himself. And it's kind of funny because it falls apart. I hope that's not a sign of things to come. <laughs> well, he he stresses that it is a um, prototype, so that. Yeah, he he definitely says that a lot. <laughs> I hope that it's good good quality and everything after the money we spent. Yeah. Again, Al, if you're listening, I don't know if at this point you can change this, but I really hope lyrics are included, the, the kind of things you'd find in a CD book. Uh, maybe they finally have room to put all the Albuquerque lyrics. I hope some of the things like the hidden file that's hidden on uh, the Dare to Be Stupid CD when you put it in, or I'm sorry, <laughs> the Running With Scissors CD when you put it in your computer, that hidden file, I hope that's on there s- still. That would be kind of a neat Easter egg to do it again. Um, I hope, that, you know, the color uh, print on the CD for Bad Hair Day, I hope that's kind of a thing. I hope they do an homage to all these things that you got when you did this a long time ago. But we'll just have to see. It might not have any of that. It might just be discs in the back of a, a cool, large... <laughs> Uh, vinyl sized sleeve so I don't know uh, I, I don't know I, I, I got my hopes way up there so we'll just have to see yep we're excited yeah this whole episode feels like me just saying let, we'll just see we'll have to see over and over <laughs> well we won't fully be able to appreciate it until it's out and that's true then we can form our opinions but no matter what we're still gonna I mean his music is his music and we love it regardless yep um, I'm gonna let's close it down with something that uh I know I've talked about them a lot tonight, but um, Austin Ashleman, he is the fa- he is the a member of the band Smashy Claw, and Jace McLean, who's been on our show twi- twice, is the founder of the band Nuclear Bubble Rap, and they're both huge Al fans, and I get a lot of stuff from them and from you know the me- the world of Weird Al Yankovic forum and stuff like that. This is what he had to say. Uh, they were commenting on each other's thread about the track list, and Austin said something, Jace responded, and then Austin responded. I'm going to read those to you because they're very good. and kind of sum up 
uh, mine and Garrett's expectations for this album in a sort of a funny manner. Austin said, rareness is pretty relative, because they're talking about the rareness of the songs included. He said, rareness is pretty relative when you're the hardcorest fan of something. To which, to which Jace responded, yeah, anyone as deep into the Weird Al fandom as us who thought anything we didn't know was going to be on here was dreaming already. Uh, and then Austin responded in in kind with, uh, yeah, we know about Orgy on my own. There is nothing he can hide from us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's absolutely right. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, this is a Rarities album for non for non hardcore fans like us for sure. So maybe we should just you know quit looking a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, temper it. It needs to be tempered way back. Well, we did it, Garrett. I hope that the f- listeners out there are happy that we were able to. I hope we opened some eyes on some things, but I hope that they're happy that we covered uh, this in a more in a kind of a timely manner. By the time this comes out, it'll be a few days old. But you do what you gotta do. Yep. Yep. What are you about to get into? I'm hungry. Yep. I, I had Taco Bell right before we started, and I'm regretting it. So I'm gonna go live with that decision. You went with that triple. You went with the triple contract, didn't you? I saw, triple double. Dude, I saw it on the menu, and I was like, "Do I hate myself that much?" And turns out I didn't. So I just went with something small. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm not falling. I'm not falling for that trap again. Uh, again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, five times is five times is enough. That's when I learned my lesson. <laughs> Well said, sir. Well said. Um, boy, I feel like I was about... Oh, uh, if you're listening to this and you're new, please, our forum is on Facebook, facebook.com slash Weird Mountain Podcast. Weird Mountain is the network we're on, and it's also a podcast that I do that's not about Weird Al. It's just about the weird world around us, and it's very fun. We got a bunch of really great episodes coming out. We got one about cover songs, one about summer movies that are coming up, and one about hockey, because I've never been to a sport thing in my life. Garrett has another podcast called Binge in Moderation, where they binge on uh, television, right now television shows, but maybe other things in the future. They're currently working their way through the Justice League series from the 90s? No, we corrected ourselves. It is, oh. <laughs> this show actually came out at the beginning of the 2000s. And oh, okay, so early 2000s. Yeah, and a new episode just dropped recently. Yeah, I saw that in my feed today. I was too busy listening to Weird Al Pot, things that Weird Al had appeared on. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get to our podcast or your podcast, and I was like, all right, that's listening for tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to enjoy that in the morning at work. I look forward to it because I want to hear a Superman episode. Uh, so uh, go look forward to that yourself. Go download Binge in Moderation, Weird Mountain, and, of course, keep listening to me talking weird out to you. We love you. Go leave us reviews on any of those shows, please. We will read those reviews, uh, and we will actually strive to better ourselves based on what you tell us about us. You want us to get haircuts? Uh, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe do we'll it. do other things. Okay, Garrett will do it. Garrett, don't you have your hair cut pretty close to your scalp as is? <laughs> they don't know that. Oh, whoops. I mean, uh, yeah, Garrett will do that. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for being with us. Tell us what you thought about this on that forum, on Facebook, or on our Twitter, Meet at TalkingOwl2U. Um, and be looking for stuff on our YouTube coming up. I'm going to try to make that a thing. Anyway. Until we talk next time about whatever we're going to talk about, uh, I think you know what we're both going to say. And that is, dare to to be be stupid. Hey. Hey, good job. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Me Talking Weird Out to You is part of the Weird Mountain Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at TalkingAl2U or join the conversation on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash weirdmountainpodcast. There, Darren, that's a new outro for you. It's like a network thing now or something.